Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. If this is your first episode, we do a very simple podcast here. We listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. Uh, But regardless, we encourage you to go out and support the things that you do enjoy. We're not trying to influence your listening habits uh, beyond the fact that we're just putting music in front of you. We don't aim to make objective value judgments or be professional critics in any capacity. Um, The format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we usually get through between five and seven of them. So all of our content is uh, user submitted and then randomly selected. So we try to employ as little bias as possible in the selection process since uh, our actual listening is nothing but bias. Um, Beyond that, I guess I'll... uh, I'll, I'll, I'll apologize for not having an episode last week. I finally, in the course of almost two years, managed to come down with, uh, with the vid. Um, but, you know, luckily I'm all vaxxed up, so it wasn't too bad. It was just like a shitty cold. Um, mostly, it was mostly just a bummer having to not leave my house for a week and a half, but is what it is. Feel fine now. Um, so we're doing this, uh, we're also doing this episode remotely. So if you notice a slight drop off in sound quality, that's why. Uh, we're, we're back to the old school Zencaster recording so that uh, Nate can be responsible before he goes home to visit his elderly parents for the holidays and not potentially transmit a deadly disease to them. Yeah, I, I mean, I, in, in a world of typhoid Marys, I'd rather uh, try to minimize my uh, culpability, right? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that, that way if your parents die, it's, you know, you can, you, you can wash your hands of it. Oh, they're going to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one way <laughs> or another. No, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> right, sure, yeah. Um, so uh, up top, I wanted to uh, apologize for that. We'll, uh, we'll we'll keep it regular moving forward, but uh, we might have a few more episodes recorded remotely between now hey, and the holidays and whatnot. Chris, so. Christmas is coming, man. Yeah. Right? We got things to do. We got gifts to give, gifts to receive, Yeah. gifts to uh, get from other people. Right? For sure. I'm not getting anybody any gifts. Um, and, uh, you know, fuck it. Right. Yeah, for sure. I, and I already got your gift and told fuck you what this, it was. Fuck but. this fucking show. Right. <laughs> maybe we come back after everything's said and done like mid January. Yeah, maybe so. Right. Yeah. If that's, right? if we feel like it, right. That's, that's, right. that is what we'll do. <laughs> sure. Um, and I mean, you know, usually, uh, you know, we're, we're oftentimes, I think we accompany people to their, um, to and from their job, you know, their drive or ride to work on Monday mornings or whatever, but, uh, hopefully you got some time off for the holidays. So that won't no. be a big concern either, either way. Not, you know? not, not in, not in, uh, the good old U S of a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. we're going to, we're going to work you to the bone. <laughs> That's right. So, so, uh, I also wanted to up top, shout out a couple new Patreon subscribers. We got Miguel and Justin, both at the $5 tier. Uh, we're going to strive to get, uh, get a couple, couple of Patreon episodes in the bag before we all, uh, disperse to do holiday shit so that we can still get two episodes up this month. So those should be coming soon now that I'm feeling better. 
Um, other than that, you know, if you want to, if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast, five bucks and up gets you access to all the content that we put out. 10 bucks and up gets you access to all that. Plus all the tapes that we release. Um, everybody who ordered Kong Kong tapes, uh, in the last couple of weeks, I got those out as soon as I was able to hit the post office again, we are down to like 10 copies of that in the web store. So if you want to tape, uh, speak now or forever, hold your peace on that. Uh, I did want to shout out, you know, at the end of, at the end of the year, Spotify always rolls out their, um, you know, they're like, what did you listen to feature? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, your listening year end listening habit things. And, uh, some people prefer to listen to our podcast on Spotify. Uh, I just wanted to shout out Jared McGee who messaged me <laughs> and evidently listened to 10,000 minutes of our podcast this year. How's that? Did we did we produce ten thousand minutes of content? Well, no, I don't think that we did. Well, getting caught up, maybe, right? If you're getting caught up, right? We we've yeah. been at it for quite a while now. So, I I did the math on that, and that would be the equivalent of if he listened to our show for twenty four hours a day for an entire week. Wow, he must really feel like he knows as well. We're his old friends by now. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So I just wanted to give a special special shout out to that fucking lunatic and encourage him to seek the professional help that he needs uh, because we are not a stand-in for uh, real psychotherapy on any level. Um, <laughs> or even real human connection. Or even level. real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I also wanted to shout out uh, Daniel who called in about the State College PA shows. Yeah. All of those shows were, in fact, real shows. <laughs> See, that's why I wasn't surprised because those sound like, you know, middle of nowhere in, you know, a state like Pennsylvania. Those sound like middle of nowhere, you know, local yokel and uh, college town bands man they did for sure i mean it wasn't it wasn't out of the realm of possibility it just it, there it was such a a, a dense um like a, a dense swath like of of that shit all yeah. in one place i was just like there's no way that all of these like local band names and local venue names that are literally taking out taken out of like a fucking hardcore punk mad lib could possibly be all occurring in the same town on the same weekend but it's all real he even sent flyers over they are they were real shows that happened so well see my favorite my favorite thing about that is because i suspect that it you know 50 50 i wouldn't be surprised if it was real but also you know whatever sure um, is that the Willard Building is a band. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And, I and love the that. Willard Building apparently is a building on State College campus. Okay. Right now, I've worked in State College. I didn't go to Penn State, so I've never been on campus there. And uh, so I don't know the buildings. But apparently the Willard, Willard Building, I think, is a, is, a, is a building on campus. So that maybe is, again, like your local State College band. Right, sure. Um, so yeah, there you go, Daniel, uh, feel free to call in in the future and plug more shows. And I, I won't call in, I I won't call their veracity into question. Um, and then last on my, on my shout outs for this week, uh, I won't, uh, reveal your Christian name, but want to shout out Liz Anya, uh, who sent over copies of the, uh, personal damage cassettes for you and myself. Oh, uh, so, I, so I got one here for you. It's a cassette and the flexi and that's I think awful a couple nice. Of it was, it was nice. I offered to pay for him. Um, but, uh, they, they, uh, they insisted that it was a, a pro bono thing. So they sent him over my way and it was, uh, it was very kind. So shout out to Liz for that. Um, the last person, actually, I guess I want to, <laughs> I'm not going to give a shout out to per se, because he is a, an infamous and prodigious pedophile 
but I did go on a bit of a deep dive uh, into G- Gary Glitter's catalog. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> during- <laughs> See, I, I was thinking like, oh, yeah, so which pedophile, which pedophile has been in the news? It's been like, you know, Josh Duger. Right, right. And he's going to prison. And Ghislaine Maxwell sure. and um, the the telephone book of pedophiles that she sits upon, right? <laughs> right, yeah. So I'm thinking like, which pedophile could it be? I just saw an article about Kevin Spacey. Uh-huh. Who could it possibly be? And it turns out that it's good old Gary Glitter. <laughs> it's good old Gary Glitter. And so, you know, as I'm, as I'm chilling at home for the last week and a half, I'm going down various just late night YouTube rabbit holes, many of which are, are music related, watching a fuck ton of music videos and shit. And uh I always enjoyed like my my sort of the the basic passing familiarity with Gary Glitter's catalog that I that I had and, and thought it was it was genuinely pretty good stuff. Um, and, you know, I started going down a, a glam and like a pub rock rabbit hole and, and listening to a lot of UK stuff that I just had had overlooked over the years. And I was like, man, you know, I've, I've really never taken a, a dive into Gary Glitter's music in earnest. I, I've and, never, I've never, li- the only Gary Glitter song that I know is the fucking, this, the, the, the song rock and roll play, part two, rock and roll part two that they play at every goddamn, you know, sporting event in the United States. Right. So I gotta say it's really, really fucking good, dude. Like, is it? yes, like incredibly <laughs> good, dude. It's, it's, uh, I was shocked how good it was like, and, you know, fairly, this dude's, uh, I think, cultural influence has been um, kind of swept under the rug. Uh, he's, a, he's a black guy in, in British rock culture. Um, but I, you know, g- digging further, you find a lot of pre-1999 interviews with, like, punk people and various prominent rock artists that are like, yeah, man, Gary Glitter's the shit. I mean, Homeboy from the Fall is like, yeah, Gary Glitter was basically the only good shit going in the early to mid-70s in Britain. You have all of these people people whose whose music you probably know and enjoy uh big up in gary glitter so i took a deep dive and dude it rocks it's really really hard he uses almost no uh symbols at all like they're basically just utilized as like accents so it's very very like primitive hardcore in that way there's also he utilized like two live drummers which during a time when no one was doing that and it sounds fucking ferocious and insane uh there's the tracks are super anthemic uh tons of like sing-alongs and shit like i mean you can draw a straight line from like you know fucking like 70s english football culture to this kind of stuff the live performances were crazy like he's an insanely good live performer uh, and there's well, like, not anymore. Well, not anymore. Right. He was an insanely good uh, live performer. But I, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I do encourage anybody who's ever steered clear of Gary Glitter's catalog just because you're like, man, I mean, because if you read the details of this dude's case, it's sure. it's particularly egregious. It's like it's really, I, really bad pictures of him right now. Right. There's pictures of him in his youth. Yeah. Um, there's pictures of him. There's a picture of him, I guess. It must be relatively recently with a uh, Krishna knot on the back and a goatee and mustache. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's a picture of um, him with a white goatee uh, holding a young Southeast Asian girl on his lap and her face is blurred out. Yeah. 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 For sure. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's. And she's closed. So let's, you know, I'm not. 
Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm safe. Right? Yeah. Everybody's that, clothed that, in the picture. But, but that girl look... was not safe. She was, no, no, she she was, was in the ma- she was in the lion's den. You can tell just by looking at the picture that uh, she is definitely in the lion's, not the den, but his maw. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 for sure. So so this dude, yeah, like, like I said, it is a particularly egregious case. So if you're not familiar with the details of the case, I wouldn't encourage you to look into those. But I will say, man, it's really, really, really good. No. I I was I was shocked by how good it was. I'll have to dig into it because I it's always he's always been just kind of like that meme, you know what I mean? Sure, For that yeah. rock and roll part too. I don't know anything about him, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if the pedophilia maybe not think about him. I just don't care, right? My introduction sure. to him was that song, right? Right, at exactly. Like a hockey game, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but uh, maybe it's time to look into it because you know what. Just because you're listening to Gary Glitter, that doesn't mean it's going to make you a pedophile. <laughs> That's right. No. Right? And, yeah. and if listening to G- G- Glary, Jesus, if listening to Gary Glitter makes you a pedophile, yeah, you were already a pedophile for sure. <laughs> Yo, no doubt, right? It's like it's like the whole you know, does media influence school shootings or whatever, like violence and culture at large? And it's like, no, you know, most studies have showed that uh, if people are going to commit those acts, they're going to do it with or without the influence of, of outside sources, you know, media sources. So yeah, if if listening to Gary Glitter makes you want to fuck kids, I got bad news for you. You were already there. You you always wanted to fuck, kids. <laughs> right? I, I will say it is a little bit tough because. Um, you know, a lot of his songs at the time, you know, you could you could have viewed them through a fairly innocent lens. Um, they're basically bubblegummy lyrically, you know, bubblegummy kind of love song tracks um, like this. Uh, notably, one of his bigger hits, Do You Want to Touch Me? Um, they oh, yeah, take that song, too. Yeah, I know that song. They, they take on a decidedly more nefarious angle. Um, For some reason, I thought that was a, like a Joan Jett song. She she covered that song. Okay. Yeah, okay. she covered that song. Um, she does a really good cover of that song, but the OG is is Gary Glitter. Um, so yeah, they do they do take on a more you know like I said a decidedly nefarious air when you do keep in mind the fact that they are about children. Um, but if you can push that out of your mind, I think you'll have a really good time doing a Gary Glitter d- deep dive. It's it's really good stuff. So yeah. Well, so we've 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 touched you know we've uh, we've opened the episode by. Um, caping up for uh um, we're not caping up for him <laughs> caping no. up, keeping up for the artistic output of a notorious pedophile so damn that man for doing that <laughs> right, right? right god yeah. damn him for doing that shit <laughs> for, right? for sure yeah yes no make no bones about it we're not into it um but man he he wrote some bangers um you got anything that you want to touch on before we jump into the queue uh you know yeah yeah, I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? A couple of whatever. I will say um, uh, there will be no Antidote show. <laughs> there, there, well, the Antidote show uh, actually already took place. Oh, um, damn it. it was I like, totally missed it. I thought it was like next week. No, it was last weekend. Uh, yeah. So well, you, then there was an Antidote show. Wait, so you saw, you saw, you heard about all that? Well, I heard that they canceled their tour. I don't right. know what happened. It, it's I don't know. It's it's really not worth talking about. Um, there you go. I'm just saying I was I was I see the only reason I brought it up was because I was unaware that it was last week and I thought it was next week on like an off night. No. And uh, I thought, well, shit, now I'm not going to get to see him. But well, it turns out I missed the ball anyway. Well, you also I, I, I did. I had a, a few friends who played some shows on that on this this tour. And uh, I did see some live footage and um the vocalist uh, had a binder of lyrics with him on stage. Um, That's all the more reason to see them. 
It was a bummer. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm not going to see Antidote. I'm not even thinking about going to see Antidote in 2021, thinking that, you know, I'm going to, um, we already talked about this, that we're, you know, we're going to see something that fucking slams, right? Yeah, for sure. We, we were, The only reason that you and I talked about going was out of a general curiosity as to how it would turn out. Right. And to hopefully convince them to play Road Warrior. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and we missed it. Right. Yeah. You were sick and I totally fucking slept because I thought it was this week. Yeah. But um, the uh, I think I think our conclusion, whether or not it was on the show or whether it was, you know, off to the side was whichever way it goes. Right. If, if it's going to be good, then that's fucking awesome. Right. 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 But if it's really bad, then that's awesome too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Uh, yeah. So I think it, I think it ended up falling in the in the latter camp uh, from the footage that I've seen and the reports that I've gotten. Well, how could it not when Antidote played Fort Wayne? Antidote, legendary New York hardcore band, right. played Fort Wayne on a weekend. <laughs> right? Yeah, on a Sunday <laughs> night at the Muse on Main. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, if they were still out here ripping, I think that they would probably be, um, they, they, they might skip, they might skip the, the, the muse on man, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, just play it on like a Tuesday. Sure. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What's, uh, what, what else you got? That's about it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. It's about, you know, I, uh, we, we didn't record last week and so right. I had this, whole thing that I was reading about that was, you know, just had my mind freaking out. Um, um, but I think I've kind of put it off to the side a little bit. Super okay. dystopian. Okay. Um, so um, at its surface, the, I, I don't even know where to start with this shit. In 2020, a researcher took some frog stem cells and stuck them together, some skin and heart stem cells and stuck them together to see what would happen basically. Is this and is this the is this the little robot thing? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah and, it fucked me up too. And then they fucking and you know, and and these little these little um uh, I guess you could say spheroids mm -hmm. of, you know, stem cells, these epidermal and, and heart stem cells. Um, these little spheroids of cells sort of assembled themselves into, you know, a, a, a spherical ciliated ball of cells that kind of moved around a little bit. No, no, these ones weren't ciliated. They kind of contracted because of the heart stem cells and kind of inched around a little bit, but then they yeah. died, right? Mm -hmm. Which was interesting because it was, you know, odd that you could take these stem cells and, and almost not that you're creating life from scratch because you're starting with living tissue and living cells. So, you know, whatever sure. the, the, the chemical reaction, the, the spark of chemical reaction that is life is already present, but like they behaved in a certain way. Right. Right. And then this past year, then December 29th, I think is when I saw it on a new in December, November 29th. Um, some researchers at Harvard took, um, that a little further and used, as far as I can tell, I was reading like the, one of the um, journal papers on the uh, Proceedings National Academy of Science. Mm -hmm. And so just skimming it, you know, I, I didn't get too into the AI portion, but they use an AI to come up with these iterative models to develop different, um, different arrangements of cells mm -hmm. that would behave in certain ways. Right. And the model predicted, you know, there are various like graphs and vector graphs and stuff in it that show like 
predicted behavior and how the um, assembled stem cells and what they're calling these xenobots Mm -hmm. uh, match. It it, it matches up with the predicted behavior. Right. Right. And one of the implications of this is, you know, like you could design like nanotechnology and use an AI, give give an AI like a set of problems that you wanted to solve. Right. Like mechanical problems or whatever. Right. Say, um, um, I don't know, clean up plastic in the ocean is one that they give. Right. And you need right. these things to move a certain way and do a certain thing. And the AI develops a certain configuration um, that is amenable to that task. Right. Yeah. And it's sort of like um, it's not like an intelligent that the bots themselves, the xenobots, or as they call them in the article, aren't aren't intelligent. Um, it's it's just sort of like um, this aggregate col- colonial intelligence. It's all these things sort of, you know doing the same thing in the same general area and producing something right right yeah and then uh they they discovered that these spheroids these ciliated spheroids would move in certain ways and if you gave them uh stem cells Mm -hmm. right just loose stem cells basically like building blocks in the um, medium in which they were swimming they would sort of randomly move around <clears throat> and push these other stem cells into shapes. And then these other stem cells would come together and form more spheroids, basically sort of like um, reproduction, uh, what, what they call a kinematic self-reproduction. Mm-hmm. Kinematic meaning that it's, they're moving, right? They're pushing things around. Right. And so they, they push these cells around and they aggregate these little stem cells in this Petri dish. And these little, these little xenobots... These little clumps of frog stem cells are about a millimeter in diameter. They push them around and move them into a circle as far as I can tell. And sometimes these loose stem cells then spontaneously aggregate into another spheroid that goes on and does its little thing. But the energy in the system is super limited, so this reproduction doesn't go too far, right? Right. They don't last very long. So then they gave the AI problem, well, what configuration would allow these things to reproduce more effectively? And the AI spat out some shape that kind of looks like a Pac-Man. And you can find videos of these things and they're swimming around and they're gathering up cells in their little Pac-Man mouth. And once they reach a certain number of cells, uh, it seems that uh, these cells then produce a replica of the parent Pac-Man. Right. And they can have like grandchildren and and like go on for multiple generations. And these things can can, can basically replicate uh, um, and, and produce more and more of them. Right. And this is pure discovery science, right? Yes. And they're talking about applications. And all I can think about is, the, like, this seems like the um, this seems like the uh, the prologue before the title sequence of some like horror sci-fi movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is like a Michael Crichton novel. The, yeah, I, I'm thinking more like I'm thinking more like. Um, um, Cronenberg. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that too. Sure. Yeah. Right. Where, where like the, you know, but it's just kind of like, what the fuck? Like I, I appreciate discovery science and that sort of thing. And I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be one of those folks that like, you know, comes across as being anti-science or anything like that. But when I read this, I was like, holy fuck. And I think just in the current like situation in which we find ourselves now going into, um, as we will be getting year three here pretty soon. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So that just had my fucking mind like in a very dark place last week. Um, and uh, 
had me really freaked out, but I'm past it now because um, I've been playing video games. <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah, dude, I've I've done a lot of video game playing during my uh, my bout with COVID. I yeah. uh, I I downloaded some remastered versions of uh, a handful of like classic Lucas Arts point and click adventures. I replayed Grim Fandango and Day of the Tentacle and stuff, um, and uh, and tried to escape to a, a warm little cozy nook of my of my youth. Yeah. Um, and yeah. uh, and tried to ignore such uh, worldly horrors as you just mentioned. So, yeah, it really it really had me bothered. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like reading these articles, and I don't know it. Uh, so here you go. I'll just read the the, the last couple paragraphs from the uh, abstract of this uh, this article: kinematic self reproduction and reconfigurable kinematic self reproduction in reconfigurable organisms. Right? Mm-hmm. There's the title for tonight's show. Okay, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Finally, we show that artificial intelligence can design clusters that replicate better and perform useful work as they do so. This suggests that future technologies may, with little outside guidance, become more useful as they spread. No. Yeah, yeah, no, no. (laughs) No, it suggests that it's going to be fucking weaponized is what it (laughs) says. Yeah, for sure. Self-propagating organic nanobots. Yeah. Yeah. And the name of them, too, the xenobot. It it comes from the genus of the frog of the use, the African clawed frogs, these little frogs you can buy at a pet store. They're like flat and weird. Yeah. Um, Xenopus is the genus. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless... um, that prefix just has so much like scientific baggage. Like, I mean, yeah. a sci-fi horror baggage with it. For sure. Yeah. The xenomorph and shit, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, who cares? Let's listen to hardcore. Oh, one thing I wanted to say was, um, one of the best things I've heard in a moment finally released. And I think it was in the list. Okay. Last time. And we didn't get to it or whatever. And I don't know if we ever will, but, uh, that home front full length, Oh man, everybody's big been big up in that that Fuck, stuff. Man. Is that good? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah like I ordered it right away. You know what I mean? When I when I got the email and listened to the that the song that they released, like holy shit. Yeah. So I ordered it, but like, mm, man, is that good? Yeah, it's really, 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 really good. I have I've seen basically everybody that I know posting about that shit. It is yeah, uh, so if don't, you have don't send it in. We know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's get into the queue this week. So first up, we have got uh, Gross Load with Mutations Beyond Comprehension. This is uh, a one-man gore grind project out of Wisconsin. It was sent to us by our homie Ben, who lives up in Milwaukee. Ben, I think I think he recently just started listening to this show because he's been sending in a bunch of stuff. Uh, we didn't get to his uh, submission last week, but I saw this and uh, a handful of other submissions over the last few weeks. Um, he said that this is the the one and only proper spiritual success, successor to uh, Putrid Pile. I okay. actually, I actually really like Putrid Pile, so we'll see if that measures up to uh, if, if this measures up to that comparison. Then we have got Anxious Pleasers with uh, their self-titled release. Uh, this was sent in by Samuel. Um, there was not really any context provided for this. I know that they are a band from Hamilton, Ontario, uh, but I don't know anything else about them. And then we have got Twin Pigs with Dead Sick of America. This is just a, a single track. It was sent in by both the band and uh, Matthias, our uh, Swedish correspondent. Um, yeah, they self-submitted. And then like the next email uh, was from Matthias, who also also wanted to submit this. So, Yeah, I like the name. That's a good name. Uh, Twin Pigs. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Uh, then we have got Thief's Hand with Last Look. This was sent in by Spencer, who plays in the band. They are uh, a heavy hardcore band out of Memphis, Tennessee. He said that you will most certainly uh, not like this. And oh, that- I, 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 I clicked on the picture of the band members, as you said, heavy hardcore. Uh-huh. And I was like, no. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. He said no. He, he said uh, he said he looks forward to uh, the roasting that they may or may not get from you. He cited bands like Death Threat, not the single world where Death Threat, but the two were Death Threat and Marauder. Not not the actual real Death Threat, but the other one. <laughs> right, yeah, depending on your proclivities, right? Yeah. Um, then we have got Smirk with their self-titled EP. This is a band out of LA. It was sent in by Kawi, who described this as being a new jangly project in the vein of GT and things of that nature. I have the LP that came out earlier this year. It's good. Okay, cool. Um, Then we have got Crisis Actor with Submission. Uh, This is a band out of Indianapolis. We've had them on the show before. Uh, This was sent in by JS, who who sings of this band, who we've known in in some capacity for many years now at this point. Yeah, yeah, we had this. We had their first EP that came back, came out in back of... uh, came out back in March of 2019 on the show and thought it was uh, fairly solid. So this is their first offering since then. Then we have got Antro with their demo. This is a band, uh, well, I'm not sure where the band is based out of, but they're on Lower Class Kids Records, which is out of Germany. And we've had some we've had some other stuff uh, from this label featured on the show before. Um, this was sent in by uh, the ever-reliable Ryan Donahoe. Then we have got Urine with Affect. Uh, this was sent in by Drew and is uh, some blown out German D beat, I guess. I think this is on Iron. Uh, I, anyway, I saw a district on yeah, Iron Lung. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw. Yes, some it is on Iron Lung. Okay, Static yeah. Age and then Iron Lung. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I saw. So I, I saw I, some I'm familiar with the this. last release, mm-hmm. um, Incident. Okay. Um, super noisy. Sick. Super super noisy. Cool. Then we have got uh, Death Death Shrine with their demo 2021. Uh, this is a self-submission by uh, Steph, who uh, is the sole writer, recorder, producer, etc. of this project, said that it is uh, their first time attempting to do everything they're on their own uh, with a solo project. And then last up, we have got Blue Holocaust with Nilbog Attack. This is a band from Toulouse, France. It was sent in by Jay from Cold Brats, who described it as gore grind in the uh, in the lineage of like early Carcass. Uh, so okay. let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up first tonight. Nine. All right, nine is uh, Death Shrine. You can find this at deathshrine.bandcamp.com. This is their demo, twenty twenty one. Like I said, this is a single. Uh, just a solo home recording by uh, Steph Colbertson. Um, I don't think that Steph uh, suggested any particular song. The first well, they got an eponymous track. They do have an eponymous track. It looks like all of the songs are are right right around the exact same runtime. Um, so let's go with that one. So we're going to listen to Death Shrine by the band of the same name off of their demo. <laughs> Oh, 
Okay, we just heard the song Death Shrine by the project of the same name off of their demo. Uh, and like I said, that was a solo project. It just came out at the end of October of this year. So this is um, this is like a style of hardcore in general that kind of misses me and is also, it's like, it, it's, it's oddly amorphous. It's, uh, it's like uniquely modern. It's definitely in the lineage of like late aughts, early 2010s, uh, Death Wish Inc., dark hardcore kind of stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. got that metallic edge to it. Um, it's got a, a certain self-seriousness about it, but it's obviously very distinct from uh, sort of like meat-headed, beat-down-y, metallic, moshy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you could draw a line from something like Cursed to this, but it is like a couple steps removed, in my opinion. Um, so this this is kind of just like no-modifier, contemporary, dark, hardcore. Um, this stuff is also kind of, um, I guess, kind of parallel to... In my mind, it's kind of parallel to, I guess that's what, what we've called, like I've heard called hardcore before. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Yes. Yep. Yeah, this is, yeah, right, exactly. It's, it's, it's not, it's not like amazing core melodic hardcore, but I think it is a kissing cousin in many respects, you know? Yes. It's, it's when they uh, get mad. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's when, uh, you can, you could like draw a graph and like the, the darker, the shade of your flannel gets, the more, yes. the more you <laughs> begin to, <laughs> to gravitate towards this sound. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so this is a, this is a thing that, that when I was 19 probably would have appealed to me when I was a self-serious kid in a, in a dark flannel. But at this point in my life, it, it just does very little for me, especially, um, as it's been iterated upon so many times now over the course of the last decade plus, um, it just it just doesn't move me in any way. I thought this was a, a, a solid attempt. There obviously are some some production hangups here, like the program drums uh, are kind of a, a sore thumb of this recording. Uh, but you know, you're working with limited resources. You said this is your first go around recording at home. I mean. It could be way worse. I, I've oh, heard, we've heard way worse. Have, sounded, yeah, I didn't think this sounded bad. I mean, with that in, with that in mind, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I thought this was a, a perfectly solid effort at, at a home recording that uh, certainly outshines qualitatively um, a lot of stuff that I've heard come out of a, you know a, a bedroom uh, over the course of the last several years. But yeah, this is just this is not music for me on pretty much any level at this point. But I, I have no beef with it. It's it's just something that doesn't interest me. You know. Yeah, I guess it was better when I expected when I when I heard it first come in, right? right? Yeah, because I really didn't know what to expect coming into this. But then when I've heard that first couple lines, like, oh, okay, it's this stuff, right? Um, it kept it moving though, and there wasn't the uh, the uh, gratuitous uh, breakdown in there. Sure. Yep. And uh, I felt like you know I wouldn't tell you to turn it off. It happened to be on. This you know, right? Wasn't too bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's about exactly where I sit with it. And I and I also I will mirror the props given here for uh, keeping the shit brief. Almost all of these songs clock in at uh, under two minutes long, and so often with like dark, super self serious hardcore stuff, there is a tendency to to get over long so that you can you know shove the uh, entire breadth of your deep emotional uh, spectrum into into a single track. Um, this this did not suffer from that. There was no, uh, you know, uh, uh, gratuitous breakdowns aside, I find a lot of this kind of stuff also tends to include um, big epic crescendo, you know, emotional passages, which is one of the more annoying 
uh, oh, yeah, components for sure, for of, sure. of this subgenre, and this yeah, yeah. this lacked that, which I was very much appreciative of. So yeah. I I do I do appreciate that this is an uh, an abridged and shortened version of this style of hardcore. But yeah, not bummed about it. Just just not really for me. Not interesting to me. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Let's uh let's roll the dice. Three. All right. Three is uh, Twin Pigs with Dead Sick of America. You can find this at twinpigs.bandcamp.com. This is a band out of Stockholm, Sweden. It looks like uh, they dropped this and then another single called Fantastic Hype Beasts and Where to Find Them this year. And uh, their previous release um, came out all the way back in September of, of 2018. Um so uh, let's just jump right into it then. I don't yeah. know anything. About I have this no band. idea what to expect. No, none at all. So we're going to listen to Dead Sick of America by Twin Pigs. We just heard the song Dead Sick of America by the band Twin Pigs from Sweden. And, uh, yo, if you guys are are tired of it, imagine how we feel, right? Yo, if you don't fucking like it, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> right. Get the fuck out. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, go speak your own fucking language then, right? Yo, don't cry to me in fucking English, right? Cry to me in fucking Swedish and fuck off. <laughs> Yo, so the, it's it's in, before we even talk about the music, uh, I I just want to say that this is this is incredibly uh, on topic, uh, just in terms of aligning with my own like inner inner dialogue this last week. Because literally like two days ago, as I was just showering and having showered thoughts, I was just thinking how how much anger and resentment I have for everybody involved uh in the in 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 September 
eleventh, uh, uh, two thousand one. Not not because of the lives lost, but because they set America on an inescapable death spiral yeah. of like jingoistic circle jerk fuckery. And they knew it. They knew it. They knew that it would happen. Right? They knew. And yeah, like I said last time, man, say what you will about Osama bin Laden. Yeah. He was one tricky, tricky devil. <laughs> he sure was, man. I was like, I was out and I like saw this woman, like I was out on Friday and there was this woman yelling loudly in a thrift store uh, to another woman in there about how their kids have lice and uh, how they're going to beat up the other mom whose parents or whose kids gave their kids lice. And, and like one of them was wearing like American flag cowboy boots. <laughs> and, 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 and not, and not to imply that like, you know, or take anything away from the, the many groups of people that have been marginalized in the United States for a long time and not to glorify America at any point, uh, during the course of its, its short history. But, you know, it wasn't it, in many respects, it's always been this bad, but in terms of just like on its face, culturally, it wasn't always quite this bad. You know? It does. At least it doesn't feel that way. Right? I don't want to act like I'm looking at things through rose-colored glasses, but maybe it's just because I haven't. I didn't pay much attention prior to the past twenty years. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah, man. I don't know, dude. I I I uh. I I find very little in uh virtually any i guess um representation of uh of uh, american culture right now that uh, i want to even like kind of participate in yeah man for sure it's it's awful it's awful i and i, I always think to myself like god damn it if i were 20 years younger i would get the fuck out of this country and never look back but it's a lot harder now yeah um i would get out of this country and never look the fuck back but then i'm thinking like where would I even go? Because <laughs> it seems like everybody's on some sort of death spiral. You know what For I mean? Sure. And this, it's 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 definitely, you know, I was talking to uh, talking to my, my my dad actually about you know inflation, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, you know, it's no coincidence that prices are high and inflation is high, and that there are supply chain, you know, effects and like you know there there are supply chain issues and there's like worker shortages and also we happen to be living in like you know living through like a uh, a global a once in a century event with this global pandemic like sure. that's not coincidence right right and it's not some fucking grand plot by anybody it uh it's what fucking happens when you throw even the littlest bit of fly into the ointment right right like, you know, all, all these institutions that we think are rock solid and going to take us into the future are just hanging on by the barest of fucking threads. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. And all you need is one little event. Right. Yep. And uh, it goes fucking sideways, man. And I'm not saying that the, 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 the pandemic is a little event, but what I'm saying is all you need is like one unforeseen like disturbance coming at you sideways. And um Everything, everything's up in the air. For sure. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, man. I saw, I saw like a picture of a, uh, a picture of a dude here in town on Halloween with his kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, dressed out in the fucking back of blue tactical bullshit. Right. With like, you know, I'm going to say an AR ilk. I don't even care what model. I don't care what fucking caliber. Right. It looked like an AR carbine on his back with a retractable stock. Yeah. 
and like two sidearms on his hip. Right? Yeah, very cool. And it's like, dude, what, what, why are you use such a fart? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, dude, use that weapon to fucking kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, why? And, and like, why, why, why are you like this? <laughs> and why are so many fucking people that I live around in my state, in this state like this, like this? And why do so many people I know suddenly have come out from under the fucking, come out of the closet as being like this? Yeah, man. Like, God damn it. Why can't I just live on another fucking planet? Yeah, and I I think this also this like highlights the lyrically this song highlights a perspective I hadn't thought about which is that it probably it probably does feel terrifying uh like the prospect of the americanization of your of your culture like you know what i mean yeah like, because like what's so great about ours right we'll bring you fucking mcdonald's and hot dogs right right <laughs> yeah for sure we'll bring you mcdonald's and hot dogs also crazy absolute batshit crazy conspiratorial thinking right uh rampant nationalism and jingoism yep. unabashed christian fascism um basically every 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 timid howling fucking reactionary stance you can take to uh modernity yeah for, yeah for sure right um so how how do you feel about that musically i like this i i i I like this because it did strike a chord with me. Yeah. And I like how fucking pointed it was, right? Sure. Let's not beat around the bush, right? Right. Let's 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 come in let's come in swinging, right? Yeah. But there's something about this that was just maybe a little too campy. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's a it feels a little bit slick for me. No, and it's not not slick necessarily. There's something about this. Like I I I I like this. I'm going to say it's solid B, right? Yeah. Um, but there's just something about this that I feel like it could have been a little, just a little less, um, a little less reliant on like memes. Sure. Yeah. I feel that. Uh, like the artwork, I, I dig the artwork. I like the line about Marilyn Manson removing his own ribs so he can suck his own dick and <laughs> yeah. get off and swallow his own shit. America is the most dick suck in his country on the fucking planet, man. No doubt. And it's definitely to our detriment, right? We're yeah. giving ourselves an STD, right? <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. And, and we need to get over it, right? Yeah. But like like the art, right? Yeah. I dig the art. Yeah, it's cool. Right? But I feel like I would like it better because it shows like, you know, I, I we'll say a Marilyn Manson-esque. Mm -hmm. It looks like, you know, an old Marilyn Manson, right? Right. And he says, jet fuel can't melt steam, steel beams, but my semen can, right? Yeah. But I feel like this would be more on point if it just said jet fuel can't melt steel beams with yeah, the picture sure. of that guy. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And I think that's that's my point is like this goes just a little bit further. Yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah, I, th I think uh, obviously lyrically, like I said, it resonated. My head has been here anyway. Um, musically, I thought it was pretty much it was pretty OK. If you gave it a B, I'll give it like a B minus. Um, to, to me, this was a little bit slick, not in its production style, but I guess just in like the overall presentation. It, it was like uh, it was a half step removed from shit in this vein that I find myself actually more actively gravitating to. Like this wouldn't be the thing that I would select if I wanted to hear music that sounds more or less like this but this was solid like jangly synthy garage influenced catchy punk i didn't have any beef with this at all i thought it was pretty good 
Okay, so uh, you probably won't even notice because I will work uh, work some editing magic, but just uh, because there's probably going to be a, a, an abrupt end or shift in the conversation here, we had a, a small technical difficulty we had to iron out real quick. Uh, fuck, fuck this free software that facilitates God, us. Fucking being Zencaster, right? Yeah, exactly. I was hoping I'd never have to click that fucking link again after we got our new studio. But you know what? Yeah, nature they had got us again. Plans. Tricked us again with their free perfectly adequate and actually quite nice software <laughs> yeah for sure so um so all right cool let's uh let's keep it moving let's hear some more music then let's uh let's see what's up next seven all right so seven is urine with their release uh affect this is a db band from uh, berlin germany you said that you had their previous release incident i don't have it but i've heard it okay all right word um yeah it's it's super noisy Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard this stuff at all, but it was described to me as uh, very noisy D-beat shit. So um, let's uh, let's just jump right in. The first track is queued up to play, so we'll hear that. So we're going to listen to uh, Iwaga by Urine off of Affect. <laughs> Okay, we just heard the song Iwaga by Urin off of their release, Affect. How'd you feel about that? That is very unpleasant to listen to. <laughs> it is, yes, but in and a way I that really, I really... I really liked it for it, that reason. Yeah, in a way I really enjoyed, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this this is completely deconstructive, right? Yes. Um, this is not meant to be enjoyable. This is pure fucking, you know, paint-peeling fucking sass, right? Yeah. That's what this is. And I dug it. A lot of people dig this. I mean, it's out on Iron Lung. So, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, this, I, I really want to see this band live because I want to see what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing when I was. You know what I mean? This. Like, I want to yeah. see what this band looks like when they're playing live um, because that was, it, it's a fucking nightmare. If you have any tendencies towards like anxiety and uh, panic, yes. 
this this will absolutely hit that nerve. Right. For sure. I, I, I can just imagine how unpleasant this must be for somebody that does not not doesn't even listen to punk and hardcore, right? Like, right. like you know, beatdown is unpleasant to me, right? Sure. Heavy hardcore is unpleasant to me, but at least I understand it, right? It's speaking yeah. a language that is familiar to me. Right. But if you played this for, you know, your aunt. Yes. Right. She's going to be like screaming and clawing <laughs> at her ears like Shatner when he gets hit with a sonic weapon or something. Right. <laughs> right. It's going to look like, you know, you play this, you play this at Christmas and it's going to look like the fucking bridge of the Enterprise yeah. when, you know, some weirdo communication signal comes through and, and everybody's like holding their ears and screaming and falling down on the ground. And to me, like that's ah, super in the ethos of punk. Right. Sure. Yeah, no doubt. Exactly. It, it's funny that you bring that up, though, because like I, I mirror a couple of your thoughts here. One is that I would like to see this live and see how it's pulled off. I almost would imagine to, to do this live, uh, to do this recording justice, really, um, you would need like a dedicated uh, like tape loop or pedal guy. Yeah, that's what I see. That's why I want to see how that what they do with this live. Right. There's four people in the band. When you look at pictures of the band, I only see four people. Yeah. And I just want to know what what are they hitting with their feet? You right. know what I mean? Like what what is going on? Who's doing what? Yeah, for sure. Um, because I would like to hear this as faithfully faithfully recreated in a live setting as possible. Um, I do. I love the the deconstructive approach uh, taken here. And I guess my thought was, I wonder if this is what punk sounds like. To, to people with no reference point. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if I played Discharge for my aunt and this, they would sound essentially uh, indistinguishable from one Oh, another. I'm sure. I'm sure it would, right? Yeah. I think that, I think it probably would. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I think that this band is achieving everything they're going for. When you, yeah. you know, the, the, when you look at the art mm-hmm. and you look at pictures of the members of the band and then you hear that fucking din, yes. right? Yeah, I I feel like I feel like that 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 is so noisy mm-hmm. that the record would feel like Velcro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, um, yeah, that was cool, man. I really liked that. Like I said, here, I, here's the thing, though. Like, I would never put this record on to listen to. Oh no, I would just I would I would listen to it like once, and I'd be like, yeah, this is sick, and it's, then I would super, just have it as an artifact. It's super sick. I want to see this band live, right? And then I would only like this is not a pleasure listen, right? No, no, not and not that's at all. fine. It's not meant to be, right? Um, this is this is, yeah, this is akin to fucking like, you know, spraying yourself with mace. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is this is desi- designed to uh, befuddle, annoy. You know yeah. what I mean? Years ago, I have I have a recording of it somewhere. Years ago, some friends of mine and I went up into the mountains. I think I mean I don't know if I told the story. And I went up in the mountains, and my dad had a gas grenade mm-hmm. from the military, and uh, we went out in the mountains and uh, popped it, and yeah. like stood around the ga- the CS gas grenade because we want to see what happened. You know? Sure. What's it like getting gassed? And it was sitting on the shelf. My dad's like, "You gotta get rid of this thing, right?" Right. So we took it up there, and uh, another friend of mine brought some mace, uh-huh. like a big fucking expired can of bear mace. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we went out at night in, in into this fucking muddy field. It was, I think, 
probably around Thanksgiving. If I'm mm-hmm. thinking about the time, it was, it was either early spring or late or late fall. Right. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't warm, it was muddy, it's dark. And there's about eight of us standing around and, and, uh, pull the pin on this gas grenade, pop it and throw it in the ground in the middle of us. Right. One yeah. dude brought like a world war two era gas mask to see <laughs> if it worked and it didn't. Yeah. Right? I did not. And, uh, and, um, we popped this thing and it was like right away immediately as soon as this shit hit your skin it burned it was not the same as like pepper spray right i've been pepper sure. sprayed plenty of times for for laughs right right never never because i deserved it right no. but for laughs and i've even like been like hit with cop mace before but mm-hmm. this was different like this as soon as it hit your skin your bare skin especially in the damp humidity yeah it felt like your skin was on fire and uh it got down in your lungs it got in your eyes I'm like oh fuck and you know you're trying to get away from it we're slipping in the mud i stumbled through a bunch of fucking briars we're bleeding and as we're laying in the mud and like trying to recover and like trying to find our way out of there and see i can hear one friend of mine off in the distance like puking just <laughs> you know vomiting and then somebody pulls out the fucking can of bear mace that's like the size of a fucking small fire hydrant yeah and just walks into the middle of us and starts spraying right <laughs> i'm like oh god don't mace me it's like just macing you in the face with this shit yeah and it took us a while to recover and then we came down off the mountains and we went into a sheets and to get cleaned up and um draw some looks there you know sure but that's what this reminded me of. Like that that's why I would listen to this record. Isn't this same it's in the same spirit of like macing yourself. Right, yeah. Um because it's not it's not pleasant. This is not a for I, I would imagine for for myself and probably for most people, despite what you think, this is not like a solo listen. Right. Yeah. This will show up in a playlist with something else and you'll be right. like, Oh, dope, it's at your end track, right? Yeah. But this is not a sit down in the fucking whip and let's bang some urine by myself. Right. <laughs> right yeah, for sure. Yes. Right. Th- that's not what this is. This is a group. This is a group venture. I'm not going to go out in the woods and mace myself by myself. It's only fun when it's with a bunch of my friends. Right. Right. And it's the same thing with this. Yeah. Um. It's uh. Yeah. This is this is some some god awful fucking noise, and I loved it. Yeah, it was great, man. It was very, very sick. Uh, fitting home for this uh, on on iron lungs, on iron lung for sure. So yeah. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's uh, find out what's up next. Seven. All right, uh, seven is Blue Holocaust with Nilbog Attack. Uh, this is the uh, Gore Grind band from uh, Toulouse, France, that was sent in uh, by Jay from Cold Rats. You can find this at blue holocaustbandcampcom and uh yeah so like i said at the top of the episode he he described this as uh carcass uh carcass early carcass-esque gore grind stuff um it looks like they have the song anti-human nilbog attack queued up to play it's the first song on here all of the songs on here are are very brief um you know in the tradition of the form so uh let's just listen to that so we're going to hear anti-human nilbog attack by blue holocaust off of their record nilbog attack
Okay, so we just heard the song Anti-Human Nilbog Attack off of the release Nilbog Attack by the band Blue Holocaust from France. How'd you feel about that? Uh, sonically, I really like it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's early carcass, right? For sure. Blood tripping, sonic, sonic torment or whatever. Yeah. Um, yes, definitely early carcass <laughs> shit. Um, I really liked it. I like the heavy production. I mm-hmm. like the brevity of it. I like the, the filth of it, right? I, sure. I, a lot of times like really heavy effects and burbly vocals completely lose me, especially on like modern gore grind. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes, you know, it just totally fucking loses me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this, this definitely, uh, this definitely scratched an itch. I, I'm not such a fan of the D and D meme. Yeah, I know. I agree with that for sure. I would like if this were more genuinely. I, I just, I would really like this if this. I would really like this if this were really like genuine, like putrid filth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if this were genuinely off-putting, uh, I would, I would like this a lot more. Right, but nonetheless, if you showed this to me bereft of. You know, I mean, as much as I we play D and D, and I like it, and everybody, I'm like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like fucking. I don't need D and D and everything I like. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we talked about this on an episode a while back. Right. I don't yeah. need it and everything I like. Right. And yeah. it just like you know, fucking idiots that feel like they gotta have THC in it. Oh man, it's fucking weed pizza, dude. Right. Right. Oh, you like pizza? Well, this ain't your grandpappy's pizza. For sure. Right. Yeah. So fuck off, right? But like, I don't feel that strongly about this. But um, yeah, I just I I I like this sonically. I like the art mm-hmm. in general. The art's pretty sick. Yep. Um, I just kind of wish it was more genuine, putrid obscenity. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. That's that's that is absolutely my only nitpick of this. Sonically, this was this was great. This fucking yep. ripped. I I loved this. It, it was it's interesting because I think we we got taken to task in the demolition group uh, like this last week for uh, frequently hating on on grind that we hear on the show. And I I tried to reiterate and explain as I often have and as we both often have on the show that that it, we hold it to a high standard because we have a deep affection for it and we just we have. Um, we have higher expectations for it because it, when it's done well, it is one of the best iterations of extreme music, period. Um, so when it's done lazily and when it's just an excuse to like grow out a, a dread mullet and drink beer with your friends in the parking lot, it's a bummer. I want this stuff to be extreme. I want it to be thoughtful in its composition. Um, I want it to be fucking good. I want it to rip. And uh, so, yeah, we like Grind. I think that this is a, this is um, a, a reaffirmation of that fact. Well, this, this ripped. You know? Here's the thing, because if this was if, if this were like, you know, basically, you know, just lazy throwaway joke grind yeah i i would be shitting all over this exactly yes i'd be ripping it a new one right i'd be i'd be making personal aspersions to the band members right (laughs) right right but it's not it's good i just kind of wish it didn't rely on the jokiness that much jokiness is kind of inherent in grind to an extent sure but i don't know man i just i i just wish it wasn't so upfront yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Like I said, only nitpick because sonically this was this was really, really good. I like this a lot. Um, all right, cool. You want to roll the dice, see what's up next? Yeah, let's do it. Five. 
Okay, so five is Crisis Actor with Submission. Uh, this is the Indianapolis uh, DB hardcore band that, uh, like I said, we had their first EP on like like almost, well, over two years ago now, which is, I, I, well, let's see, when did, the, when did the show start? In in fall of 2019, so we had it like yeah. t- two years ago. I think we got this, this was on the show pretty early on, uh, I believe. So uh, you can find this at crisisactorhc.com. Um, ooh, big, big dick ballers. They got their own, uh, they got their own URL. They're not going with the band camp. Yeah. Yeah. They, they paid, they paid extra for that pro membership. They sure so. did. They're, they're um, all in on crisis actor, right? This is the make or break band. Right. This is their retirement plan. If, if this, this is it, if crisis actor doesn't fucking happen, it's then gun, they're, they're fucking done. Gun to the head, right? Gun to the head. <laughs> this succeeds or they're checking out. So um, they spent their last fucking dime. Right. <laughs> on getting 300 copies of this 10 inch made, right? <laughs> 10 inch. Yeah, dude. A 10 inch is, that is wild. Now, listen, I ain't going to say nothing about nobody or nothing, but a 10 inch record, purple black splatter, completely yeah. fits the people in this band. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> no doubt, right? Yeah. So um, they got one song up for streaming off of this bad boy. So we'll uh, we'll listen to that one. So we're going to hear No One Is Listening by Crisis Actor off of their 10-inch submission. Okay, so we just heard the song No One Is Listening by the band Crisis Actor off of their 10-inch submission. How'd you feel about that? Pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It was, um, you know, years ago, right? Mm-hmm. was much more familiar with the person that um, submitted this. Sure. And this is way faster and more savage than anything else I've associated this person with. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, this is, you know, pretty solid. Um, I thought it sounded pretty good. I was happy with the... Uh, yeah, I was just happy with like the rabid delivery and the the rabid vocal delivery and just the the breakneck stuff. Sure. The sort of I guess uh, the slower I guess you could say um, bridge material or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But right. uh, when they when they when they picked up the speed, it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought I, I I'm in total total agreement here. So I thought the fast parts were good. They were ripping, uh, kept the pace up, were fairly catchy, um, doing a fairly good job of playing just uh, fast, straight ahead, D beat informed, uh, crusty hardcore stuff. But yeah, the halftime bit with like the Tom fills and shit to me that felt like 
a throwback to a, a really particular uh, time and place sort of basement crust. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. You know, and it, which makes sense based on just like the pedigree of the people in this band. Like I, I know the kind of stuff that they're into. I know the shows that they have gravitated to uh, for many years. I, I think, you know, they come largely from that world. So it makes sense. But that was a relic uh, of a... Uh, of a particular a, a particular fub, subsect of basement crust that I think uh, could have been left in that in that time period. It's not it's not a thing uh, that I think worked for me particularly well when there were a bunch of bands doing it, and it doesn't work for me fifteen years later either. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but the the meat of the song was pretty solid. I thought that was a, a, a good effort. I would for sure be interested to hear uh, the rest of this. And uh, JS sent us uh, a download link, so if we want to oh, no. if we want to hear the rest of this, uh, we can we can do so. But if you're just yeah. a, a lowly bitch listening to us, um, you're gonna actually have to pay them to hear. You don't other. have connections like us, right? Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, connections whom you slander and make fun of. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Send me that code because I'll check out the rest. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, not bad. Solid effort. And hey, uh, more more than anything, I'm just always happy to hear bands from uh, from my home state doing anything that's that's halfway decent, right? So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's roll the dice one more time, and then we'll uh, listen to some voicemails. Three. All right, so three is Thief's Hand. You can find this at thiefshandhc.bandcamp.com. Uh, this is an EP, a five-song EP entitled Last Look. Um, so this is the band from Memphis whose uh, member said that he's confident that you will not like this. Um, I mean, I, I kind of like two-word death threat. I really like Marauder a lot. So there's there's some likelihood that I that I might enjoy this at least more than you do. Um, but we'll no, see. No, not me. The first, the opening title track here. Okay, so number one, uh-huh. right? Graffiti logo. Right. I'm already side-eyeing it, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, right, 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 right. Like I'm already, I'm already halfway out the door. Right, <laughs> right yeah. Uh, number two, picture the guys, right? Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Right, yeah. Right? And then the first track is called Born to Suffer. The second track is called Sentence to Life. Right. <laughs> the third track is called Murder. Yes. The fourth track is called Another Teardrop. <laughs> right. No. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, let me. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna check the email here and make sure that uh, homeboy didn't uh, suggest a particular track, and we can just we can just go with the. Uh, the lead in here um because I, I can't i can't remember off the off the top of my head yeah because you know what with a band like this it might just be a three minute and 55 second fucking intro it it could it absolutely could be yeah for sure there that's that's fully on the in the realm of possibility right so okay uh so the band does not suggest any particular song so we're just gonna go we're going to go with the almost four minute long opening track on here. And there is another track on here that's four minutes long, another one that's approaching three minutes. So, you know what I mean? This this, this might not be like a, a lengthy intro track. It might just be they got a lot to say. Sure. You yeah, know, they so. got a lot to say about all their suffering. <laughs> that's right. So, hey, yo, if I lived in Memphis, Tennessee, I'd probably be suffering too. So, um, all right, we're going to hear Born to Suffer by Thief's Hand off of their EP Last Look.
All right, we just heard Born to Suffer by Thief's Hand off of their EP, Last Look. And I don't know about the gentleman in, in Thief's Hand, you know, who's singing and writing the lyrics for Thief's Hand, but I wasn't born to suffer. I was born to hang out with my friends and eat nachos. And It's, it's just incidentally that I suffer. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. Yeah, it's, the suffering is purely incidental, exactly. I don't feel I was born to suffer, but I do find that uh, it, it is often uh, in, inescapable. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, look, I, uh, I, I, I know. Uh, here's the deal. Yeah. This is more fucking male rite of passage bullshit. Sure, yeah. That's what this is. This is, this is, uh, th- this is the kind of hardcore that young men, that young boys go through when they are on the path to becoming young men. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. Right. Yeah. It sucks in the same way that teenagers suck and they stink. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. You know, it, it's it's the same thing, right? It's it's just more fucking macho rite of passage bullshit and half. You know, I. I you know, whatever. Just get it, get it out of your system. Get it the fuck over with, right? Yeah. Um, and be forgotten to fucking history. Everybody except you and like your closest homies that want to do a la- that want to do a thieves hand reunion in ten years. Right. 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 Sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, I I guess I just. I struggle to just find what is what's captivating about this kind of stuff to people because there were bits in this that that were fine like the double bassy parts were were hyper reminiscent of Marauder and I like classic Marauder material a lot but uh, this is you know we're we're really showing our hand here and like uh, 100% uh putting our bias on on full display here because what I'm about to say could easily apply to so much of of what we enjoy here too but I just don't know how many times you can write that fucking riff and it's and- it's endless it's endless because there will always be another group of males four or five years younger than the last group of males that were doing this that are that, that get back into it this is this is an eternal wellspring because there's always a, you know a clade of of young men right that 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 want to work some shit out to shit like this at the pit it's it's a fucking lecking ground is what it is you know it's 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 like fucking prairie chickens lecking and they're all moshing and listening to this fucking horse shit <laughs> right right puffing yeah. up their chests you know, standing off to the side, basically creating an, an open space at the show that dominates the band. Might as well be playing to an empty fucking room, right? Yes, right, that, because that, two dudes got to take turns fucking spinning their way the whole way across, and you know, <laughs> like, oh, I'm not trying to sucker punch you, bullshit, right? And, and like coyly trying to act like they're not, you know, trying to line you up while you weren't paying attention from 25 feet away, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just horse shit, man. It's just it's just little boys growing fucking pubes. And this is the itch <laughs> that they got to scratch, man. Yeah, that might be it. Because uh, from the outside looking in so much of this kind of stuff uh, in particular, it, it feels like uh, it feels like a facsimile of the thing that I actually enjoy. That's because you were a little boy at the time growing pubes that was into this. Sure. Right, 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 right. That's yeah. my point. I went through it too in 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 the nineties. You know, there was stuff that was you know like progenitors of this that I dug. Right. That I don't give a fuck about now. Right. Yeah. We all go through. It's fucking. It's it's just. It's it is what it is, man. It's a fucking coming of age ritual. Yeah. That 
you know, certain groups of fucking boys have to go through before they become men. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong, man. That, it, That's it, all it is. That's all it is. The lyrics are fucking bullshit. The lyrics are just meant to fucking get it some, almost this, this Jungian thread <laughs> of maleness, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Another teardrop. I don't even know the lyrics to that song, and I bet I could touch on some of the fucking themes in that song. <laughs> oh yeah, right? dude, absolutely. I'd bet a couple hundred bucks on it. Right. Easy, right? Yeah. It's it's so fucking. It's 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 just it's performative. Yeah. Uh, it, it it it's it's performative aggression. It's uh it's right a passage horse shit. It's fucking pube grown is what it is, man. Get them get them fucking grown. Right. right. <laughs> get your pubes grown and get over it and get the fuck out. Yeah. And, and then learn a bar chord and play some real hardcore punk music. Yeah. Or just retire. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or go become a real, a real estate guy. <laughs> go, yeah. Go, go get, go get a spouse. You guys can get fat. You guys can get some fucking kids. You'll make them fat. Right. You can drive your giant fucking truck because a lot of that's where they're going to go. Right. Let me get my big truck. Right. Sure. Let me get my big truck. Let me get my flag and my, my deer antlers and my bone collector stickers on there. Right. Right. And then every once in a while, I'll pull out from the good old days. Right. Yeah. A thieves hand fucking CD. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we'll talk about doing a reunion that uh, me and the bandmates and like 12 of our favorite homies actually give a shit about in 10 years. Dude, and yo, this is, it's so fitting that this is on CD because this is this is yes. CD core. <laughs> Which is great because, you know, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> right, the most the, the most disposable of formats, right? Um, yeah, this is this is destined, it's, it's destined utter, for, for the landfill, you know? Utterly artless, right? right? Yeah. It has no posterity. Right. Yep. It, it, it's like it exists frozen in it in like an eternal moment of presentness. Sure. Like the his like no one like, like 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 these bands don't age well because they don't age. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Right. Yeah. It's, yes. Hearing this kind of stuff uh, will evoke no desire to like understand the context in which it was made. This isn't like this isn't like hearing the Nihilistics LP where I'm like, oh, man, I wonder what these dudes were like. I wonder what they were doing. What was New York like around this time to no. inspire this? No, nope. this is this is purely trapped in amber. And it's and it's a piece of amber that no scientist will ever wish to dissect. You know? No, it's yeah, no. Yeah. So whatever, keep doing it, man, and then you guys will stop, and that'll be cool too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So sorry, Spencer, uh, but hey, yo, you correctly predicted uh, how we would feel about this, so you knew what was up. Well, you knew how I was going to feel about it. I mean, I put my bias on full display because I I was already shitting on it before I even heard. <laughs> right, I think yeah. I shit on it as soon as I saw the pictures. Like, ugh, look at these guys. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Right? So <laughs> whatever. You guys are probably perfectly nice, but your music sucks. So fuck you. <laughs> Indeed. So, um, all right, cool. Let's. So uh, let's hear some voicemails. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, this adds nothing to anything, um, but uh, you guys and anybody who's listening should check out the the subreddit r slash crack smokers. Um, you know, it's pretty cool. You might see a post from Josh of Groin on there every once in a while too, or maybe uh, your old uh, upstairs neighbor. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. All right, so so what is up with what is up with groin? 
I got to assume this is just like the, a homie of, of the band. You know what I mean? That's what I'm guessing. Cause that's, it's like the third, the third call out to fucking member. Like, well, last with I'm, it was Lois from growing. Yes, yes. Yes. Lois from growing. That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yo, I actually, I don't, I'm not a Reddit, I'm not a Reddit type, but I will check out the Crack Smokers Reddit for sure. <laughs> like, that sounds sick. I, I, there is, I've, I've dabbled over the years um, with uh, just like peering in through the window of, of like internet peer groups or social groups uh, of folks who are like not only drug addicts, but like are psyched to be drug addicts and they put it on, on full display in a way that it almost fetishizes the act. And uh, it's a really bizarre thing to observe. Uh, So I got to assume that that's probably what the crack smoker subreddit is. Yeah. I don't know, man. I try to avoid even, you know, I try to avoid even looking at that, Unless it unless it is present in front of me at the moment, right, right, I I I feel very um, I feel very predatory. I get you. I feel that for sure. You I, know what I mean? Like I I, you know, there's there's a weird there's a weird balancing act between like empathy and sympathy and disdain. Yes, and also between like personal culpability and personal responsibility. Yeah, but also then you know mental illness and so sure, forth. Sure, yeah. And so, like, I just, I, 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 yeah, man. I mean, this guy's just making jokes about groin, and you know, if there's, if there's one band that deserves to have jokes about made about it, it's definitely groin. Yes, right. But, um, um, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I always feel a little predatory. Like, even when I see somebody, in, you know, that's obviously having a minute. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like, in my space. Yeah. When we went up to uh, Chicago last time. Mm-hmm. And there was that guy that looked like he was going to bull rush us, but then he like ran forward and then like started dancing and, and, and he, he was totally out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And at that point, you know, that's the sort of thing you might see people pull their cameras out, but like, you know, look at this or whatever. Sure. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know. I kind of felt like I was, I was watching like, you know, look at this fucking weirdo. And we said, you know, we even said something like, ooh, that guy was, uh, you know, feeling something. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like, uh, I just feel weird and predatory. I get that for sure. I would it's, it's punching down is what it is. And it we is. punch down enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no doubt. I I would say uh the thing that that moves it into a space where it feels more acceptable is when it's folks that are like fully cognizant of what they're doing and well, yeah, really yeah, into yeah. it, you know. But but even then, like I don't I don't know if you know, I wanna necessarily uh I don't know if I necessarily want to bear witness to it. Yeah, that's, but, that's fair. If I could find the members of Groin on uh, our crack smokers, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's listen to the next one. Hello, this is former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and I'm here to say, if I catch you in an anime T-shirt at a show, man or woman, I'm gonna make you smoke my prick. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably gonna get your dick sucked a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, it shows in today's era. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I mean, I got a couple of anime shirts that uh, that I wear from time to time. Hell, uh, if I know that I'm going to be around you, I might just uh, bust one out and see if, you, uh, if you're if you actually going to put your money where your mouth is. So. And you know what? Legendary cocksucker BB Netanyahu too. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Legendary cocksucker. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's hear the last one. What's up, devils? It's Will. I just want to thank whoever the caller was that called in about the shows uh, the weekend of December 3rd. It's in State College, PA. 
Um, I flew out for those shows, so the ones uh, at Dumpster Fire and the Pussy House were fucking sick. Uh, they ruled. I did not have time to go to the one at Chumps on Sunday. Um, I did eat at the India Pavilion. The place is fucking awesome. So once again, if you fucking snooze, you lost on those because the shows were goddamn rippers. And uh, that's that's what I got for you today. And uh, I'm studying 120 right now. Call me back at the God Hour. Yakub, you're dead. <laughs> I love, I love how much sort of inward like like this is all just completely becoming self-referential now yes yeah for sure <laughs> yeah right we've had like three weeks of dudes calling in about lois from groin right yeah we've had several weeks of um world leaders calling us with their uh, hot takes yes <laughs> and now this yeah and now this right yeah it's like we're, we're truly getting our own, our own whack pack going here. yeah it's completely self-referential <laughs> yeah um i i don't imagine that will did actually fly out for the shows at state college but i i love the idea of somebody flying out to a weekend of shows in state college PA. yeah just just for whatever right <laughs> yeah for sure uh, and it sounds like will's been uh studying up on his sacred numerology his sacred ge- uh, geometry um, the, the various teachings of the nation of Islam and uh, the nation of gods and earths. And it uh, sounds like he's, uh, he's, he's hip to what Allah's laying down. So. Well, hopefully he can share that knowledge with me because I don't really care that much to read about it, but I would like to learn more. Yeah, for sure. So as, as would I. Um, I, I also, I love, uh, I love the, the sort of um, the Venn diagram overlap of like 90s rap stuff uh and like this type of shit because a lot of those dudes were like five percenters who got into like the nation of the nation of gods and earths and like all of this like very weird conspiratorial like black american islam shit Uh and there's so many like if you know the lingo and shit even like uh like a doom like drops like various weird like black american islamic references Mm -hmm. and some of his early rhymes and stuff there's there's so much there's so much weirdness around that like whole culture. And it's a, it's a pretty fascinating like cross section of just like, uh, of like urban, like East coast rap culture. Uh, if you like d- delve into that stuff that was happening in like the early to mid nineties. Um, all right. We got so some texts. We do have some texts. Yeah. I was going to say we got, uh, we got a couple texts. Um, candle mass bewitched was originally titled cloaca rock. Poop and pee <laughs> mixed. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. I can't fact check that. I don't, I don't, I'm not. I, I, I personally would be surprised if Messiah Marklin knew what a cloaca was. It yeah. was not a common term in the 80s. <laughs> sure. It's still not a common term, really. But but it's much more common nowadays, right? In right. the 80s, cloaca was almost exclusively relegated to the scientific community. Right. Yes. Um, and zoologists. And now you can find it on the internet. You can find it on our show. Sure. <laughs> so I don't think Messiah Marklin knew what a cloaca was. Yeah, that's probably a safe bet. Yeah. Um, so next up, next up, I know, <laughs> shout out to Chris who sent this because he tried to leave a message on three different occasions and and then messaged me and asked me to delete all of them because he just couldn't figure out how to word what he wanted to say. And it's good to see he just decided to go with a text message where it allowed him to do a little bit of pre-planning and proofreading. So it says, uh, hi, Chris from South Bend, Indiana here. Uh, as a reference point, Nate, Chris is the other guy who lived at Scythe's house that we played a few weeks oh, back. Oh, yeah, that was dope. 
that was yeah. that was a sick house, man. It was yeah, that's that's a, a super sick house. Um, the uh, location and the parking situation weren't great, but fuck them, right? Yeah, for sure. That, that the house in general in the basement was pretty bomb proof. So yeah, for sure. Um, so he says, simple question: Should local bands slash members be present in their local scene in order to play shows? Example: People never attending shows their band isn't booked for. I've noticed a lot of people crying support your local scene, but conveniently only provide support if it's their friend's band or they are on the bill. So. You know, this is this is something that if you would have asked me this question 10 years ago, I would have said, yes, absolutely. Local bands must pay their dues. Everyone must participate. Now, at this point, I feel uh, far less inclined uh, to to force anybody to do anything that they don't want to do. These concepts have a lot less meaning and importance to me as uh, than they once did. I don't really care. I think the idea of of a scene is um is more or less just um the physical manifestation of ideas that are usually a lot cooler as abstractions um and that in fact like navigating the social aspect of subculture is by a million miles the worst component of it and i really don't begrudge anybody who chooses to just enjoy this stuff basically in total isolation um, I would never at this point deign to make somebody participate in any way. I think when people do so naturally and a scene coalesces in an organic way and everybody wants to be there and participate, then that's cool. And on the same token, I understand not having a desire to book bands who show no interest in participating at all beyond uh, just basically wanting to, wanting you to put on for their band, right? I, I understand that. Uh, but I will say I'm sympathetic to both, both sides. There are shows that I book that I don't want to attend just because it's a pain in the ass and I have other things going on and I don't particularly love being around people. So um, I would not say that it is a, a mandatory requirement, but it's nice if uh, everybody in your, in your local scene um, of their own volition wants to participate, you know? Yeah, it's nice if it's organic. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I think what it boils down to anymore is, do you like them or not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? yeah. That's what's more important. For sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty much it, right? Um, can you get along with them? Will they bring kids out? Are they fun to watch? You know what I mean? Like at this point, I, I guess people who are more uh, invested in, in, the, in the politics of their local scenes uh, might have different answers to this question. But for me, I literally just do this because it's something that I really like. It's an excuse for me to be able to be, bring bands that I really enjoy uh, to within a few blocks of where I live. That's just a nice con personal convenience for me. And it feels good to be able to facilitate something that was important to me as a young person for other young people. But beyond that, I'm just, I'm not, I'm barely involved in, in the politics of the whole thing. So No, and you can't, it's too exhausting to even give a shit. It's, it yeah. seems, this shit seems super important in a very, uh, in a very micro sense, right? Sure, right. Um, but uh, it's not, and no. it's all fucking transient too. Exactly. Um, so, you know, and, and I feel like the harder, for most folks, the harder they go, the more transient they are. 100%, man. I mean, if if uh, if some fools in your local scene are annoying you via their non-participation, like, you know, wait, wait two years, they'll be gone. They'll, they'll be on to something else, right? 99% or you'll be gone. Right. That's, that's possible too. You know, 90% of the people, uh, that are involved in this are just passers through anyway. It's, it's just, none of this is a big deal at the end of the day. 
uh, if you're not having a good time doing it or participating in it, then just don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. don't sweat the small stuff, book shows, have a good time playing bands. And when you're not having a good time doing that, any of that anymore, don't, don't do it. You know, that's, that's all there is to it. Right. Um, all right. So last up, we've got uh, a link. It says deep dive of the week. Good old, I think it's supposed to say good old Steve Albini. I believe that this is a text from AJ. Um, and it is a, 10 year old article about Steve Albini, um, like having a run in with the members of odd future. I am passingly familiar with this incident and I don't care to discuss it at all. So I'm just going to brush right over it. And if the words that I just spoke sound interesting to anybody in our listenership, you can use Google to look it up. Um, so on that note, I already plugged the Patreon up top. I will just say, if you want to send in music, it is demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure. The also, also, listening. yeah. I, before you get on with that, mm-hmm. if um, you're offended by anything that Steve Albini is saying, yeah, then you don't know shit about Steve Albini. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, why, why are you surprised about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. So, um, so yeah, like I said, you want to send in music, demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure it's a year or less old. Uh, just a, a, a second plug for the Patreon, patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. And then if you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. Just make sure that your call is a minute and a half or under, or you can feel free to shoot us a text rate and review on iTunes, uh, Spotify, whatever your podcatcher of choice is, tell your friends. And again, apologies in advance uh, if uh, things are a little bit sporadic around the, the holidays, but we're going to do our best to bank a couple of these before we each, you know, go home, see our families, do all that kind of stuff so that we'll have some some uh, consistent uh, content coming out throughout the holidays. But if we miss a week or something, you know, bear with us. We'll get back on track after Christmas and all that shit. So thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.